welcome everybody. I'm so glad you're here. This is our first month of doing book club. We book did club. The, we did the Trans Rights Readathon, which was really great. We all enjoyed it a lot, and so we decided to make this a thing. And because we write and we are all people who play tabletop games, storytelling is an important part of the craft. And the best way to get better at storytelling, besides writing, is to read other people's stuff. So and steal, steal, steal. Yeah, well, that's that is steal all the ideas. Yes, I mean, it's funny you say that, Jason, because <laughs> you know, not to, to get too much. Yeah, well, not to get too much into it before we, you know, really get started. But playing a weekly TTRPG where I'm like a, a space ranger. And reading this, I didn't get nearly as far as I would like to, but like reading through this and seeing how they use technology, I'm just like, I need to use some of this stuff. Like I need to find ways to incorporate very similar, but not the same thing, you know? It's interesting you say that because so you play, is it weekly that you do that? Yep. You play together among the stars or alone among the stars or whoever, you know, you have. <laughs> I got the vibes from that book. Like, yeah. yeah. So, anybody want to start us off with like a well, quick summary? What book did we read, Aaron? Oh, we read. <laughs> we read "A Long Way to the Small A Small Angry Planet" by Becky Chambers. That's right. Sorry, I I put it. No, I didn't put it in the. I hashtagged it. <laughs> My bad, guys. That counts. Still okay. counts. It does. But if anybody wanted to give us a quick, I don't know, synopsis, not like a plot synopsis, but kind of like, you know, give us a tease of what the book is about. Anybody? Yeah, the, the book was about a crew of trying to think the construction road workers, basically. I went yelling. Yeah, they punch holes in space to make black Marbles. holes basically yeah. Yeah, road yeah. Holes. so yeah. you can jump from one end of, of space to quickly but it's it's very much uh it's a dangerous job but it's like a it's pretty commonplace at this point it's a crew of misfits who have kind of found their family amongst themselves on a very very long trip I think it was like it's like a three-year trip or something like that where I think it's supposed to be more like a year but it's it's a while, yeah. It's like galactic, whatever years or whatever. Each of them has a little story, and and we get to it's it's just to to say it's one long story or one cohesive story doesn't really. It's little vignettes about each of these yeah. people in the framework of this is what they're all up to on their you know on their their journey across the galaxy. So it's more slice of life stuff from each of these these crew members and they're all different species and they're all different genders or non-genders or what you yeah, know, they have uh, they yeah. have definitely a lot of representation <laughs> a lot of different because it's not even what it, what do they call them not even everybody's mammals they talk about like you know it's not sapiens but it's something else oh. like it, do you have the sapiens? Let me see if I can well, quickly find something. Sisix the, the, is, a, is a reptile. She's a. Right, but I, I more Wait. mean like as opposed to Dr. Chef. What? 
sapiates or something like that? Oh, it might be sapiates. Yeah. Yeah. I meant more like that they don't have like, like Dr. Chef is not even person shaped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're so not all humanoid. To, yeah. He yeah, has yeah. to have like different yeah. accommodations. Right. I right, kind right. of imagined him kind of like a giant tardigrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that like just because like it would be like that cute sort of plushy look and, and with like and all legs. the legs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. leg hands. <laughs> that's that's really interesting because I kind of like Alice in Wonderland kind of caterpillar vibes. Mm, so that's mm-hmm. very. I feel like that's kind of similar. Yeah. In in yeah. looks, but yeah, so not even the same sort of body composition. Right. I felt like there was a lot of diversity in. Like not just oh, oh wait a second the Harmganians or whatever the like yeah, the yeah, species the ones with the they were the, the blobby the, tentacles yeah like, they they're like just blobs with tentacles on their chins yeah and yeah. then like instead of a jaw they have like a tendrils coming out or something mm-hmm. yeah. and the, and the, <laughs> and the species that they're going to to make contact with they describe them as like a like a a uh, cockroach centaur. It's like bug bottom and then like plated exoskeleton top. Very, that very was the cool. Other kind. Yeah, that was the yeah. other kind. That was. Or the- no, that, yeah, that wasn't. That was the one of the other um, main species or one of the galactic yeah. species. Yeah, I can't think of the names, but but yeah, I like I liked the diversity of 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 species types as well, and not and nothing, n- no species felt completely alien that was like oh you either that would never make any evolutionary sense for something to be set up like that it was like there was enough explained about their home worlds or their cultures or whatever it was like okay all right i can yeah that would make sense for the planet they came from yeah i also really liked how they explain so at some point in earth's basic un uninhabitability which i feel like is a pretty common trope in these sort of mm-hmm. things there were two groups and so even the humans like there were the people who went and colonized mars who were the i mean for lack of a better term the privileged the rich people yeah yeah and then there were the people and i can't even remember the name the but maybe a lot of yeah the exodus fleet yeah, yeah. that basically and so they almost have very little in common with each other now culturally mm-hmm. because they changed a bit like, yeah uh, evolve evolution wise they've changed Mm -hmm. but it was interesting they did talk about the fact that like once they sort of reconnected they have started to homogenize a little bit between the two groups yeah and it was also really interesting like so humans are kind of the new kids in this space alliance Mm -hmm. so that a lot of people didn't feel like they were maybe worth saving and that they were pretty close to extincting ourselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a character whose people did kind of fight to extinction. And, and so that that's like the other side of the coin. And um, that was really interesting to be able to see like even worse off than the humans. Mm -hmm. There are not enough of them to repopulate at, in yeah. any way. And they all separated because they wanted themselves to basically end. Yeah. It's what yeah. they came to with agreement of. Yeah. yeah. There was not it there was not a reason for them to continue on, they felt as a species. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they, they had yeah, they had warred themselves into extinction. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was that was Doctor Chef's people, right? The gum. Yeah, the gum. The gum. Yeah. That was a sad. I mean, that was a that was a that yeah. Was that a, was sad. That, that part made me cry. Story, yeah, yeah. Of the of the, the death of, of his species, and, and that was cool because they were they're the grown for. They started. They all started out female, and then mm-hmm. over their lifespan, yeah. over their lifespan, they become they become males. So male. yeah. all of the old members of, of the society are a bunch of just old men grumpy old guys and again yeah and that was the whole thing like they they were all old and they decided there's no sense in yeah so yeah so he's talking about like, there's only about 300 of us or so left i think last i counted yeah once and we're he, all done that's it you know yeah. i mean also i thought that that dr chef's story uh at this point in the in the story dr chef is also male and identifies as yeah. such but dr chef talking about his experience or when he was younger, her experience in the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's that this one is a little complicated. I'm not going to lie, but that she at that point was a medical doctor for the war effort and basically yeah. like had all of her children die in that war. And it was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, she birthed them on the battlefield for all intents and yeah. purposes. And then spent their lives patching them back up and sending them back out again and watching yeah, yeah and then watching them and then watching them die, die in the inevitability mm-hmm. and then finding out that it was not like they created a weapon that actually killed themselves that that the other side stole yeah basically that's what caused the whole right uh, right right yeah, complete, like the, the, the really terrible death yeah. yeah yeah i did everybody I don't know. Did everybody have, I really felt like Dr. Chef's story to me was maybe the most gripping and also kind mm-hmm. of the most, I don't know, complete. It felt to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because the, the species is complete. Like it's the, yeah. it's the end of yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah. But did anybody else have like a character that they really felt attached to um, besides Dr. Chef? I actually really enjoyed Sissick's. Uh, I thought she was very colorful, wonderful addition to the whole family. And the, I liked the whole interaction between Rosemary and Sussex and how they sort of became the, like a coupling pair, which in Sussex's world is very important. And like nobody else was giving her this. So I really liked that sort of whole relationship building that they did with Rosemary and Sussex. Yeah, Rosemary, I felt like I thought was going to just be an audience stand in. Yeah, right. yeah, like, that's what I thought the, first too. the faceless, pro, uh, the faceless protagonist for the yeah, that, that yeah. didn't really end up panning yeah. out, and so I was actually quite glad of that yeah. because I thought it was a good way to bring in someone without knowledge of it, but not, you know, you come in, she has a secret, she's from the Mars colony, she hasn't been to space, that sort of thing, but is able to come in with outside knowledge that is. Both both important and eventually coalesces into the the family, as it were. Yeah. But yeah, Sissix is is like our navigator or pilot, I think. No, she's the pilot. pilot. Yeah, 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 she's the pilot. And well, um, technically navigate. Oh no, wait, the navigator's Ohan. Is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who has a very interesting story himself. Yeah. Or yeah, them, yeah. them themselves. They have and then they he has and then he yeah, he, yeah. yeah later yeah, he, yeah. but them during the story. Yeah, it's okay. So just just to be clear, I don't have a physical copy because I had an audiobook. So like audiobook, <laughs> I audio, had a Kindle copy. 
Yeah. yeah, audiobooks is legit reading. I, there's no shame here. Yeah, I don't know, but we managed it. I mean, absolutely. I read way too much. And like right after this, because of this book, I I went in, I started Murderbot, which I felt like had very similar cozy vibes, no matter what the title <laughs> might tell you. <laughs> it does not sound very cozy at all. <laughs> but so that's another thing. This is a cozy story. Yes, very yes. much so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is... Almost I mean, this... to the detriment of the mm-hmm. exciting parts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, and, that's, and that's, I think, one of the things I said in the chat was, mm-hmm. even, you know, there's a couple parts where the they're getting attacked, the ship is in danger, and you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, and even <laughs> even when a character, you know, not to spoil, but a couple characters don't make it, and even then it's like, yeah, everyone else is going to be okay, or... They'll be fine somehow, you know. So it, it, I never really, yeah. I, yeah, there's, I there's was no, really, there was no stakes for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. almost felt like, whoa, what? We lost somebody. Like mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind <laughs> of out of. It seemed <laughs> out of pocket. Like it was just so weird. <laughs> In the moment, I felt like, and the other thing is because this person is a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. Some people don't care as much about that loss that was the thing too yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so it's a very interesting loss in that it is and it isn't well that that character's new form resurrection metamorphosis whatever you ever you want to describe without giving too much away is a main character in the second book in the series that like follows her along so it felt oh. kind of very knowing that it felt kind of very much like oh they she was the trailer for the next book. Like they're, she was, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> like the back uh, pilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say that I did not like. I often have the want to like hyperfixate and like finish a whole series, and I didn't have that. I felt yeah. like this was very standalone and felt contained. Didn't feel like I needed to rush to the next yeah. book at all. Each I, I I've only read the first one and I read the first couple chapters of the second one and I guess there's four or five books in the series and they're all standalone they're each it's different pockets of the same universe yeah and every once in a while like a character from one of the other books will pop up but they're not but yeah it felt very much the same like the, the second one takes place it's it's on one of the planets that they hang out that that they, I think it's the planet with the people who do all the tech. Yes, yes, who yeah. the augmentation. Right, right, right. It's Pepper. Oh, Cricket? Pepper was their friend. It... Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the other one. Uh, the other one. The other one. Not, not the one with all the bugs, but the, the yeah, one yeah. that it was... where Jenks gets the, the AI kit from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It takes place there. And it's just, it's again, it's it's not in a ship this time. It's in a spaceport, but it's the same thing. It's like we're all having little family drama amongst ourselves with our found family. Yeah. I think also they mentioned that a lot of the characters, that spaceport is where they at least spent a great deal of their lives. Right, right. I know that Dr. Chef worked there for many years. Mm -hmm. And he had a friend named Dravid, I think it was. Dravid or something. It was like David, but Dravid or something like that. (laughs) Uh, And he was this good friend who taught him how to take care of other species as well, who was a doctor. Yeah, 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 that's right. Jason said he read the first couple chapters. Yeah, sorry. So, not not completed yet. But I might so- go back to it, but yeah. I think that... Uh, I felt that... Who's the guy that nobody liked? The algae? The doctor? Oh, Cor- Corbin. 
Corbin. His his thing felt very tacked on. It was almost like we yeah. have oh, to make him a person. Oh crap! I didn't do anything for Corbin. Uh, and then okay. They want to do like the redemption thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> he needs. He's the definitely like the curmudgeon. The he's there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. He is the one outsider in the family, mm-hmm. and it did feel like, oh, we need to make him a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? You can still be a person and be a curmudgeon, and just yeah. sure, you know, be I, just, I mean, it was. I mean, uh, arguably, it was his curmudgeonly hood that saved another character in the end you know because none yeah. Of, yeah none of the, the nice characters would have made that decision but <laughs> no still yeah yeah it felt it felt like why 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 do we need to not everybody needs a story not everybody needs a redemption arc exactly i think what i disliked about it is that so in this basically you know nothing about him he's from a yeah. colony yeah he's he looks genetically different than most humans mm-hmm. In the fact that most people have been sort of like, there's kind of a everyone's uh, a nice caramel color because they right because of they, yeah, 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 interbreeding can, and inter- inter- all yeah, that yeah, for yeah. generations and for there's generation, not really yeah, yeah. And except they that him he's very pink yeah he's yeah, like he's very... super pale mm-hmm. and so like he looks different but other than that we're not given any information that anything might happen and then something just happens mm-hmm. and there was no clue about it. I nope, felt nope. like no, nope. it was abs like you said, yeah, like yeah, absolutely unnecessary. I feel like there could have been a way to like have him have an arc within the ship without mm-hmm. him being endangered by outside right. forces by yeah. something that we didn't even like. I don't think this is a big spoiler. He ends yeah. up being a clone, right? And the clones are illegal, and it's like, Argh. yeah. Um, he didn't know he has a terrible relationship with his dad, who is he's a clone of. And what? We had no idea. Like, it's it just doesn't make sense, I feel like. I think we do have a book, because I think Jason really wants us to push a book, even though I would really love it if we read a book that Jason hasn't already read. <laughs> but Jason really wants a book, so I don't remember Either. what it is, but we do have a book because he made it known. To be fair, I haven't read it in like 20 years, so oh. it's, it'll be like going back to it for me. Yeah. Okay. What is that <laughs> book, Jason? That book is, and give me just a moment. Is it that copy of Hellboy I see? It is. It, yes, it's that copy of Hellboy. <laughs> So that was for the Trans Rights Readathon, and we were definitely, we all the books we read for Trans Rights Readathon were by trans authors. This book has a lot of diversity, but I do not believe that the author is trans. I actually, it is gay as hell. (laughs) It is a neuro-spicy book, which is in in Autism Acceptance Month. I thought it was good to highlight kind of neurodiversity. And this is definitely, you've got a crew of misfits and people who are outside the norm, even in society, which I think is kind of like if, like in piracy kind of books, like the people who go on the open sea are a little bit outside of the norms of society. I think that that's probably the same with the base space crew as well. What is the book, Jason, though? The book I would like us to read is Peace by Gene Wolfe. This is 
it's a it, it, the book is a puzzle. There is a there is a deeper hidden context to it. All I all I want to say because I don't want to spoil anything is that the narrator is unreliable, and pay attention to the things that happen off screen because they're usually the most important. But what it is on its surface, it, it's it's a it's a it's the memoir of the meanest and oldest guy in town. But there's a hell of a lot more to it, and it is one of Neil Gaiman's favorite books. So there you go. So keep that in mind. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be a dark fantasy, but it's very it's a very tricksy book. Yep. Ooh, fun. <laughs> I like those. So kind of what what did everybody what did everybody think of it as a whole? I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of like the you know telling a story as a series of vignettes. Most of my favorite books have been kind of that way. You know, it'll go back and forth between a handful of characters or, you know, a whole crew of characters and then eventually sort of come together. I like that kind of style. I really did like it as well. I th- I thought it was great. It was cozy. I think that there it would have been nice to have have it maybe not quite as cozy so that the stakes could have seemed higher. And so, because when there were stakes, I kind of felt like I had been hit by a truck. Like I didn't feel like they fit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and, And I was like, whoa, what just happened? Other than that, like I would, Give this book a solid four stars, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. good read. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I think part of the reason I didn't fit, go, go on with the second one was because I just finished reading the first one. I think it was, I got I got burned out on on Space Cozy. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jason, is this book the book that you're talking about? Is it like House of Leaves? Am I going to have to take notes? You <laughs> might have to. Yeah, House of Leaves is a pretty fair. Oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> but, but this one is more subtle. I, I feel like like the guy who wrote House of Leaves probably read this one when he was growing up. So oh, I could do I could do a book like that. <laughs> you might have to take some notes. Yeah. I started House of Leaves, and I was just like, this this seems a lot. It is a lot. House of Leaves is a great <laughs> book, though. If you, if you, if you stick yeah. with it, it's great. Um, At the end of the book. He's reading the book that he's starring in and he's tearing off the pages of the book and, and lighting them and reading them. So he's reading about himself reading the book with the pages of the book that he's burning. It's crazy. That was in House of Leaves, yeah. What about you, Alana? What do you feel about, sorry, to, to keep going back and forth, but how do you feel about I really enjoyed the environment building of the book, personally, yeah. just because there was so much flavor and context and like you could actually imagine them like I loved the description of the fishbowl kind of thing where like you can imagine these plants everywhere in this like beautiful atrium textile bowl shaped (laughs) thing that's also a restaurant style thing because Dr. Chef cooks there and then it's also the social hall at the same time and you just imagine this really nice cozy space which I thought was really cool. So I really liked how they described the environments and kind of made it like come to life. I wish some, because I I noticed that there was just like some species weren't really described very well and I really wanted to imagine them more. So I was Mm -hmm. like, 
kind of like, oh, I feel robbed because I right now this this particular species is a blank blob in my brain and I couldn't imagine them. So, but, but you know, other than that, <laughs> I, I can say like as a big Star Wars nerd, reading some of the books, there's a lot of times where I, I feel the same way that it will say like, oh, they're this species. You get maybe like a couple of details, but then there's no other description. You know, it doesn't flesh yeah. out like where I they're would... from or what they look like or. So, Kayla, I would, this is not Douglas Adams. This is not like satire. However, it is funny at times. It's not, it's not like making fun of the society. I think it mm -hmm. is very in, in itself. It's like sort of utopian, sort of hopeful about like, yeah, yeah. where I think I, it's been a long time since I read most of the Hitchhiker's books, but like, I feel like they're kind of like making fun of how people are doomed. <laughs> yes, that's a very <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. It starts off with like on a technicality, his house is getting demolished <laughs> because like he didn't file his paperwork or something. Like yeah. <laughs> and then the also greater scheme of things. Yeah, the whole yeah. earth is getting yeah. demolished. <laughs> <laughs> But really, that that's very English. Yes, <laughs> like it it's is 100 percent on brand. So, no, I mean, I I love the Hitchhiker's books. It's just been a minute since I read them. I just don't think that's the vibe at all. I think that this one is is more sort of hopeful, whereas that one is yeah. more pessimistic in its tone. Is what I, yeah. If you took this book and took it off a spaceship and just made every character a kid in the LGBTQ a house at some random college, you'd get the same, like you, it would, it yeah. would feel the same. Like, you know, you very, very much get the same idea. Like that, that's what it would feel like. It's, it's, it almost felt like the sci-fi stuff was the afterthought, you know? Yeah, for sure. And actually that kind of brings me back to, so I, I picked this book. This it, It's been on my list of books I wanted to read for a while, but I don't think it's a mystery to anybody who has heard us talk about this, but the game that we have, while it's changed in iterations, it the next game that we are coming out with is supposed to be sci-fi themed. Diversity is something that we really value here at EFG. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that this kind of was on brand with us in a lot of ways. Whereas at least in our current iteration, we may be a little bit more Douglas Adamsy in our pessimistic <laughs> version of society. However, I I really liked, especially like Alana said, the kind of the fishbowl, the the greenery. I think that, that was all imagery that we had talked about as far as like kind of the utopian mm -hmm. look from the outside of our game sort of thing. So I thought that that was also really nice and useful and stood out to me when we had literally just been talking about, like I had sent uh, Alana a whole bunch of pictures of like earth ship architecture, <laughs> 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 which is like very new futuristic <laughs> smooth and yeah. but also full of plants yes it's a great way to explain it <laughs> yes. really architecture that is super 
super almost alien to our eyes, but yeah, just plants everywhere. So definitely that was part of the reason why I wanted to go sci-fi with this pick. Anybody like feel like they could take anything? I mean, obviously, like Rick was saying before, with it being kind of vignettes, in that way, like it very easily could have been like a TTRPG game. Oh yeah, lots of side quests, lots yeah. of lots of personal character building stories. Yeah, because why would we why would we play the main quest when there's right, right, right. Yeah, let's go let's go out for the rails for sure. <laughs> By the time they get to the main quest, you know. <laughs> Dang it. it. It feels very like Oh yeah, we're doing this. Oh, okay. Like, oh, still, right. guess, that was still? Yeah. Oh, I, that was the thing we were doing this oh, whole time. It took and a it long just, time it to just, get here. Like tacked on. Well, it, was, yeah. it was a long way. Yeah. Uh, and it's just yeah. kind of tacked on at the end. It's it's finished in two pages. And it's like, oh, all right. I guess that was the. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and sometimes when you have a long campaign and and the characters spend more time role playing than they do paying attention to to what the, <laughs> the DM is telling them, the ending does feel romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which I'm not gonna lie is my favorite type of campaign. Sure. Um, sure, yeah. I am I, I am the kind that wants the the crazy interactions. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want the. I want the characters to tell the story. I want it to be a, a character driven story, which this definitely was. Yeah. 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 Anybody yeah. else have any thoughts? Like this is kind of short. I guess that in the past we because we did so many books last time <laughs> oh we should talk about ohan a little bit because that was an interesting thing in itself ohan, yeah ohan yeah that was that was honestly i was kind of not expecting that to be so like make me think ethically about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because is it is it like the pair or not the parasite but the viral infection that he has mm-hmm. or is it him who's resi- or who actually wants this so Ohan is a is a species that I always just kind of sloth-like is what I think yeah, of him they, as. Yeah, they they that's how I imagine him as well. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the people in their species get a viral infection. And with that infection, they are able to basically comprehend space in a different way than most people could it's like uh, the it, spice in dune yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They see and, extra dimensions or whatever yeah, representation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and when they become infected they are of plural mind they identify yeah. they them as a plural and but it also is killing them yeah it shortens their lifespan by like what two-thirds something like that then i think yeah they say some of them they usually live to about a century or so. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was 200, and then okay. they live to be like 30 if they Yeah, had. so shortening it to a sixth of their lifespan then. Okay, yeah. The ones that they found on that one little planet, planetoid mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, well, they, like 150. Uh, they, okay. they didn't even know the extent of the age that they could live to yet. That was the crazy part of it. They were because like 150, kind of and they didn't know of, how far it okay. could go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> some of the of yeah, some of the people decide, in, in, of his species, of all his species, to get the virus taken out and it's yeah, yeah there is a cure for it right. however that is seen as so abominable in their culture it's yeah they're they, they, like they disowned out. yeah they get they get exiled from the from the yeah yeah they're they literally heretics. heretics exactly yeah and the 
the place that they ended up is like their personal exile because the heretics also still believe in some part that they don't deserve to be existing freely i would say mm -hmm. they feel like they have to isolate on this one rock so that that was something interesting yeah, too because they were so based in that belief that they had to continue doing that even when you escape the cult the cult stays with yeah. you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so kind of in the end because ohan is dying as things are coming down they have already they've already given they they have the cure because they had run into people earlier mm -hmm. But Ohan's wish would be to perish with right. his with his symbiotic relationship with this virus. That is not what ultimately ends up happening, but it is not a choice that probably anyone else on the crew would make. Except Dr. Yeah. Corbin. Yeah. The yeah. curmudgeon then... who <laughs> who wants to save everyone right. at the end because otherwise without their navigator. Uh, yeah. They're kind of screwed. <laughs> but it was really an interesting ethical because it is almost, it's a religion. It's mm -hmm. really wrapped up very interestingly in this book. Yeah. It is their religion. It is actively shortening their lifespan. But we also do find out that when they lose the virus they maintain their ability to see the vastness the way that they were able to before so they don't lose that ability in mm -hmm. being able to navigate so ohan as a singular entity could go on to navigate and that's and ultimately live. what he decides to do yeah he decides to say yeah 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 he ultimately decides to forgo his beliefs and completely like be free which is kind yeah, of yeah i mean i guess that's a good point he doesn't even join the exiles like he exiles no. himself from the exiles yeah he, yeah. he even he, said he knew he should go there but he yeah. didn't want to but he yeah. didn't want to yeah yeah, yeah. i like all that. these free spirits <laughs> running around <laughs> it actually kind of reminded me of cordyceps or cord yeah, yeah cordyceps. It's, it's very yeah it's very much yeah. what i was thinking of yeah where well. you're like trying you have to reach a goal and get that goal and then you die <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and there are honestly characters in here that we didn't even touch on, like the captain. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Boring yeah. human. <laughs> is is kind of a boring human. Kizzy and Jenks, and like there were a yeah. bunch of people that we didn't even talk about. So, like, it, there's a lot of Kizzy, by the way, is just Kaylee from. Yeah. From, Firefly? Yes, from Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and, funny you were you were asking about that before we went live and then yeah. we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're well, like, I, was, <laughs> I was just like, I can't remember which what, what name was which because I was like, they're both so close and they're both the same yeah, character in my it head. Really was kooky engineering chick? Check. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> If if we had Jewel State to be here, we would, but we it's a book, so we can't do it. <laughs> Anybody else have any final thoughts? Well, thanks for joining us. We're going to do this again at the end of next month, which we are going to be reading, if you want to get it out again. Peace. Peace.
by, by Gene, Gene Wolfe. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, after that, I'm not <laughs> super excited, but we'll... Neil Gaiman from his afterword says, A tricky, <laughs> evil, deep, and remarkable novel by one of America's finest writers. It is not merely one of my favorite books, although it certainly is that. It's one of a tiny handful of modern novels of which I am in awe. So... So I'm gonna I'm gonna Jesus. make make a real, real jewel state though. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely jewel state. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will make an an admittance from here in front of you and God that <laughs> I am not a big Neil Gaiman fan. Okay, that's uh, fine. That's fine. I have, that's fine. have I've read Is it several books. <laughs> yeah, I've read several books, and I yeah. loved graveyard book graveyard book's great oh the graveyard book's great otherwise it's, it's the jungle book in a graveyard yeah Other, <laughs> otherwise i read neverwhere and american gods and hated them honestly i i liked american gods and the sequel anansi boys they were they were decent i love it they're not, yeah. they're boys not his best books yeah, like in my opinion no not at all no he's a better comic book writer than he's a novel so yeah sure. yeah yeah yeah, I do like yeah. his descriptions though, because I, mm -hmm. the reason why I like Neil Gaiman is because he actually that like, my imagination goes nuts, mm -hmm. and I draw a lot when I'm mm -hmm. reading Neil Gaiman because I can imagine all these scenes so crisply, and it's really nice. <laughs> and I think that comes from being a comic book writer because he would have to yeah. write to so as illustrator would know what the hell he was supposed to be drawing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah exactly. I, 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 I appreciate it. I really yeah, appreciate no, it. <laughs> I, I read the first book I ever read by Neil Gaiman was Good Omens, and I was that's, like, oh, that's more Terry Pratchett. I think so Terry Pratchett. Exactly. Yeah. That it's was a marriage. <laughs> but yeah, um, they're, like, they're, they're I guess they wrote chapter so first greatly off chapter, each other. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they, I, they, they played well together. Yeah. It is yeah. absolutely yeah. everything that I love about Terry Pratchett, though. <laughs> that's, such a that, good that's one of those books like I've. I've bought in like 30 times because I keep loaning copies out to people and never getting them back. It's like, oh, this is one of my favorites. Everybody's you gotta read like this. like my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for me, I think my love of Neil Gaiman comes from the fact that I went to the very first C2E2 in Chicago, like a big comics convention, and he did a book reading, or not like a book reading, it was just like a various reading thing of his, and I had never, like I'd obviously heard of him, but I'd never read any of his stuff. But he uh, especially did this one. He wrote an article about like the effects of drinking on the writing process, and it was hilarious. Like it's it's filthy and it's ridiculous. Definitely check it out. It's very short. But like, I haven't read you know? any of his kids' books. I know he has a bunch. I oh, just Coraline? haven't done it. Coraline's so Coraline's good. not a kids' book though, is it? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. It was written for his daughter when she was mm -hmm. younger, but then she grew up and he wasn't done it yet. So then he finished writing it finally, but he kept, because he wanted it to be specifically for his daughter, he got her to approve it first. And she said, dad, this still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, it's a dark kid's book, but it's yes. <laughs> But then I mean, he Graveyard does, Book was a kid's book, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and honestly, yeah. Uh, there's a graphic novel of that, and I I think I could totally read it with my six-year-old. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, yeah. there was nothing in that. Like, even the fear in that book is of fear, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. But I, I really love that one. But again, like, is it 
Is it because it's like, is it because it's the Jungle Book? I don't know. It's just the only <laughs> only one. Read some of his short stories. I think he is. Yeah. His, his short he's, stories he, are really good. He's a much better short story writer than he is a novelist. That's for sure. And he's a much probably, better comic writer than he's a short story writer. Yeah, yeah. But his short stories are amazing. Like, yeah, tr the Trigger Warnings collection is phenomenal. Smoke and Mirrors collection is really good. Yeah. Just read a couple of his short stories. You can find them online anywhere. They're mm -hmm. they're just he's so good at condensing everything you need in a story in such bite-sized yeah. bits. Well, yeah. interestingly, a lot of I talked about this last month that I had not done short stories in the in the past, like at all. I was, you know, I was a long, but like after the Trans Rights Readathon, and I read so many short books to get through so many books, I was like, man, this is a whole art form. Why haven't I been reading short <laughs> really stories? <laughs> Writing a good short story, I think, is so much harder than people realize mm -hmm. because yeah. yeah. You have to you so encapsulate so many experiences into into just yeah. yeah a few short pages yeah. All right, guys, I think that's where we're gonna stop for tonight. Thank you for coming. I'm terrified now that I know what Jason wants us to read, but <laughs> and and you can be sure that no one other than the four of us will be interested because I have tried, and and no one else is wanting to join our company book club. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the other employees sometimes. Just the, just we the, don't have employees. The, We're just all well, here for funsies. But yeah, that, that uh, would imply some of us are getting paid. Well, um, <laughs> if and I will and I will say this: if, if you if you if you can't make it through, if it's if it's not catching your interest and you don't want to, finish, I'm not gonna. I won't be. You know, I won't take it personally. It's a challenging <laughs> read. It really is. But I think it's 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 worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'll maybe we'll plan it out. If it's months. just if it's just me who reads it again, and I gotta do the book <laughs> by myself, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll give it a go. I will probably maybe I'll maybe what I'll do is I'll listen because I'm such an audio person. I could listen, and if I could get a physical copy, then I could take notes yeah, too. But, but yeah. is is part of it like the reading of the words too? Like you know, there's some. Like how some leaves you have to like, like put spaces. stuff in the mirror. Yeah. No, or, no, like, there's, there's have... nothing like no, it's nothing like that. Okay, it's okay. Not, nothing like that. Yeah. It's he's not playing around with a font or anything like that. It's okay. Just... Okay, because thank God. There's this horror this this wonderful book that somebody showed me and it was horrible because at some point it was just a full page of one letter. And you're like, what is going on in this book? That's where we fell asleep on the typewriter. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the cat stepped on the keyboard and I can't remember what the book was called, but it was a really interesting. Uh, they just showed me a few pages. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you, everyone.